0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Donkey No Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number thirty-one, where we're going to be going over the March twelfth edition of NXT UK and the Friday the thirteenth edition of both Friday Night SmackDown and Two Hundred Five Live. Definitely a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, man. it was because there was zero crowd. Yes, and your commentary team was Michael Cole and Hunter Hearst Helmsley.
1: So good. And the cold open by Hunter Hearst Helmsley yeah. was was incredible. And why are we calling him Hunter Hearst Helmsley? He's Triple H. Yeah. He's the
0: game. No, he's COO. He's mastermind tri- He's Mastermind yes. Hunter right now.
1: Well, so let's break into a little bit of news. All right. Yeah. One piece of news we kind of talked about beforehand, but actually another piece of news that I forgot to mention to you before we got on air. So the first thing is, Akam is going to be out for up to eight months with yeah. a torn bicep.
0: So there goes any push for the AOP.
1: That sucks. Yeah, it does. They just got back from Reza being hurt. Having this unbelievable run with Rollins and, and the Monday Buddy. Night Messiah and Mr. Murphy. And then a fluke injury, man. An absolute fluke injury. Yeah. Sucks so bad for yeah, these guys. Yeah, it was
0: when uh, Akem went to catch Rollins off the top. Off a crossbody. Um, yeah, and obviously tore his bicep. Yep. He finished the match, he finished like a trooper. But he's done for
1: Well, the thing is, is if he has to have surgery, it's six to eight months. If yeah. he doesn't need surgery <clears throat> it could be it could two. be far far shorter period. But let's see what happens. Nothing yeah. um I don't think they've officially announced a time. If he yet.
0: doesn't need surgery, they'll have him on TV, but only as with
1: re- his arm wrapped and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, with only
0: as a bodyguard and such like that. Yeah. Um, he won't take any bumps, he won't strike at all, he won't do anything.
1: And then the other piece of information actually concerns Triple H. So apparently, he he has been quietly demoted. Really? Yes. Something has changed in his title. They've taken out the role of talent development away from his title and just strictly put him onto the international side of pushing the NXT brand. Wow. So talent development is not something that he's in charge of anymore.
0: But he's in charge of taking in people for NXT.
1: He's in charge of finding international markets for NXT.
0: So he's not, yeah.
1: He's not bringing in talent.
0: He's, he's not a talent scout not, anymore. He's not,
1: he's not a talent scout anymore. He's not somebody who's there to groom talent anymore. He is somebody who's there to expand the empire of NXT. Wow. So, That's that. Wow.
0: That's yeah. huge. Yes, it is. Another thing, Triple H happened. It happened uh, Monday or Tuesday, and we neglected to mention it. He was honored at this year's Arnold. Yes. Uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Strongman competition. He was honored. Um, with a Lifetime Achievement. With a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yes. Which is ironic, because he was just demoted.
1: Yeah. But <clears throat> speaking of NXT, NXT UK. Okay. Some, somebody was able to leave the country. Yeah, I know, right? That's interesting.
0: Yeah, but technically not part of Europe. UK is no longer part of Europe.
1: Okay. Still international travel, my friend.
0: Yes. But speaking of whom was able to travel, and that was Finn Balor. Yes. Um show open and he was ready. He was coming down to the ring. He made his way to the ring, and then immediately Imperium surrounds the ring. Balor's is able to fight off Bartel, Eichner, Wolf, but he couldn't get his hands on Volter. Nope. Walter's still a little slippery for him. But
1: well, this is the first chance he's had <coughs> at Walter.
0: <clears throat> this is his first almost face to face with Walter.
1: Balor, when he takes his shot, he doesn't, he doesn't miss.
0: miss. No. Um next segment <coughs> was uh the match between Pretty Deadly and Darius Go- uh, Gordon and Dan Maloney. Um they're really pushing Pretty Deadly they're this uh they this up and coming mixed like tag team of two people that they put together. It's almost what they're kinda giving us when they had the uh, Fandango Tyler Breeze. Oh yeah, the Breeze Breezango. Uh, Breezango and Fashion Police and all this. Yeah, yeah. Where it's they're all about their looks and such like that. Almost like the dad bods.
1: Yeah, oh, oh there was a call out to the bad dad bods when we get to two oh five live.
0: Yeah. Um but this was a good match. Uh pretty deadly goes over here. Um next segment that happened in the back, uh Wolf. Actually searched out uh, Johnny Saint and Sid Scala, and he says he wishes to face Finn Balor, which they grant it, and that's your main event. Um, Up next, Jordan Devlin approaches uh, Satan Scala, and they say that he will be uh, defending his Cruiserweight Championship against Travis Banks in the upcoming weeks of NXT UK. So I don't know if it's going to be next week, the week following, the week following that. Don't know. It's just going to be sometime in the next month. Yeah, because Devin be hasn't really
1: defended his belt in a few weeks. I don't think he's fi- uh, he's defended it what once or twice. I believe twice. Yeah. two really good matches, but he hasn't defended it in several weeks now.
0: Yeah. Um. Next match was uh, Liguero against Noam Dar because I love uh, Noam Dar and Ligero have been mouthing off at each other.
1: Yeah, I love Ligero. Ligero is so good. man. Yeah.
0: But um, Dar goes over. I know. Big, 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 big win for Dar. Um, then we had an interview with Travis Banks. He said that Jordan Devlin and him have a history that travels back to Blackpool. Uh, he even recalls uh, himself throwing off a balcony to attack Devlin, um, and he he wanted to remind him that he was never pinned at the Worlds Collide pay per view, so he deserves a match, a, almost a rematch. I'll put in quotes for that Cruiserweight title.
1: Yeah, because he wasn't the one who took the fall. In that in that fatal fallway, it was sora Scott who took the fall.
0: Yeah. Um, next match was between Danny Luna and Amel, Amel. Um this match ended relatively quickly via DQ when Kaylee Ray came out and attacked Danny Luna. Um Kaylee Ray laid out Amel, laid out Danny Luna, laid out
1: the laid out everybody
0: and laid on the table that she is putting the women's division on notice, especially because she rid the division of Tony Storm. Yes, um, Luna goes to attack again, eats a super kick, eats a gory bomb. End of segment.
1: Yeah, it's a great way, a great way to continue to build that Kaylee Ray character. She has she has dismantled the entire women's division. She has beaten Piper Niven.
0: I would put Kaylee Ray in the top three. She, Female heels in the, she, in the division.
1: She has eliminated now Tony Storm yeah. for the time being. Yeah. So now it's like she is staking her claim to the rest of the division that nobody can even hold a, a candle. candle to her. Exactly. Because she just wiped out two people in one segment. Yeah. Um. Up
0: next, main event, Balor-Wolf. Oof. This match was
1: incredible. Yeah, and it's a match that you wouldn't think...
0: Would be as good as it is.
1: Correct. Because of the way that Wolf was booked for so long coming out of NXT. When he came out of NXT and made his way with sanity to Raw, they didn't get booked right. No, they didn't. And Wolf just kind of suffered for it. And then when they did this whole hard reset on...
0: Dane, Wolf, Cross, and
1: Young. Yeah, well, Young. Young
0: was swept under the table. Yeah.
1: I mean, again, that's because he was originally a Daniel Bryan copy piece down in TNA, so yeah. that was just Vince's way of kind of sweeping him under the rug. I oh, forget yeah. this guy. Um, but these other three men, talk about rebuilds. You know, we were talking about the NXT United States Championship, uh, North American Championship the other day. Yeah. We completely forgot about Killian Dean. Yeah. As, as being part of that title picture. Yeah. So.
0: Um
1: This match is really good. Going to win this match. I mean,
0: yeah, uh, Balor gets an advantage, and then Bartel and Eichner come down. Um, They try and get involved, but the referee automatically catches it and sends them away. Um, And the crowd in Coventry, UK, were so behind Balor, but Balor is still such a heel.
1: Yeah, he doesn't want anyone's support. He doesn't want anyone's help. He just wants to hurt people. Yes, he wants to hurt Falter. Yep, he wants to take his shot. He wants to take what he thinks is his. You know, he had a chance at the NXT championship, but that was taken from him by Johnny Gargano. So what did he do to Johnny Gargano? He took Johnny Gargano's heart. Yeah. Now he's going after another championship. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah.
0: And then uh, after that, pretty much, Balor took the rest of the match by Storm. sling drop Dropkick, Coup de Gras. And he wasn't done with the Coup de Gras. He hit a dirty 1916 right on Wolf's head. Pinned him. he could not kick out. That's how it ended. Yeah. It was Balor on top of
1: Volf. Yep.
0: That was a very, very good um edition of NXT UK.
1: Yeah, it was. It was one um that is building that storyline that we're hoping to see. We're hoping to get NXT, um, Dublin, take take over Dublin, Balor, and um Volta. Yeah. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. And right now, he is going to go through piece by piece He's, of Imperium he out until he Wolf. gets to who he wants. Next
0: week he'll take out Eichner and Bartel. Either one-on-ones or a two-on-one and he takes them both out. And then the week after that, I'm not sure when takeover Ireland uh, takeover Dublin is.
1: If it if it happens. Yeah, true. You know what I
0: mean? That there's a big up in the air right now yeah, with that, everything. Yeah. There's an up in the air still with Mania.
1: Yes, because the um um, the city of Tampa <clears throat> yeah. wants to shut it down. Yep. But, I mean, when we're getting into Friday Night Smackdown. Yeah. If they do Mania in front of an empty stadium, I would not be opposed.
0: You see, I would you, not you were be big, opposed. You were big on how Friday Night Smackdown went. I loved. I loved every second of it. Yeah, you were really big on the on the empty arena I thought it was kind of odd but that's because I'm so used to the crowd roars
1: and the chants and all that such it gave us an opportunity to pay attention to the wrestling actually pay attention not just to the wrestling but to the character development to the people to the people who are these characters when you sit down and you look at the the promo that was cut by Roman Reigns sitting there being interviewed yeah That wasn't Roman Reigns, the character. That was Roman Reigns, the man. That was Joe Anawaii. Talking about everything he has went through, Mm -hmm. how this was not a title he lost. This was a title he had to relinquish. Yeah. And how he's a guy who, when he's he's giving his body 365, he's thinking about this business 24-7, and he's the guy who's going to every house show and headlining every house show, why shouldn't he be the headliner at WrestleMania? Yeah. That's why he took his shot against Goldberg. Not for any other reason. Mm-hmm. It's his belt. This is his company that he's the f- he's the flagship of. Yeah, And no part-timer should be carrying that title. No, That would have been the perfect build for last year. Th- th- it would have. For- it would have made him the sympathetic hero that they want him to be. Yeah, And that's what they just did last night by having that little bit of a little bit of a nuance, and I know we're jumping ahead because that's not the opening segment. No, of this. the, the opener segment...
0: was uh, Bailey and Banks <clears throat> against Bliss and Cross. Yes,
1: which Oscar made this match. Oh uh, no, this match was good. Period. Well, yeah, Oscar, Oscar was the little cherry right on the top of this match, though. when she comes down and she interferes, and basically because Bliss called her out last week on SmackDown, yeah, and then called her out <clears throat> right before this match again, yeah. Because they're saying that they want their belts back. Yeah, another team that I mean, they did lose their belts. The Iconics did take it off of them, but yeah, don't remind me. Actually, I love the Iconics. I can't say that. No, they were they were a great heel tag team. Yeah, they, you know that cowardly heel tag team. It was nice. It worked, but um, no,
0: the Iconics took it off of Banks and Bailey.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. And
0: Then Bliss and Cross took it off of um, the Iconics, the and then Oscar and Cabo- uh and Kyrie, Kyrie took it off. it off Bliss and Cross. Yes. Okay. That's Bliss right. Cross opposite It's just
1: been listen. It's been so long since we've had a women's tag team title match. Last yeah. one was TLC. Yeah. And that took Kyrie Sane off of TV for a few weeks. Yeah.
0: Um. Hopefully will, the next one will be at Mania. Mania quotes. Um. With uh, Natalia and Beth Phoenix. Maybe. Possibly.
1: Maybe. Um. But I I enjoyed this match. It was. Very good, very good in-ring work again with these ladies. And the in-ring psychology of getting Oscar involved in this match was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Um Oscar took out Bliss, and she got put into the bank statement. Tapped. That's it.
1: Well, Cross tapped. Cross is the one who tapped. Okay. Less. Yeah. Cross is the one who tapped. All right. Because she had to eventually t- take this into a two-on-one handicap match at that point. True.
0: All right. Next segment. Reigns. This is what you're talking about. So the, good, the Reigns promo. If
1: if there's if there's, I don't want to say if there's one thing you could watch, it would be this because actually the closing segment was the main my, the main event f- the main event segment was my favorite thing of the whole night. Um, but go and watch this interview. This is Joe on Hawaii talking, not Roman Reigns. Yeah, it it's perfect, man. It's so heartfelt. It's so great. And the thing is, is, you're not getting the drowning out noise of the crowd, drowning, yeah. trying to drown him out while he's talking, yeah. booing him in places where they should be cheering him. No, you're getting a man sitting there in the ring. being This might be one of Michael Cole's best interviews ever. Yeah. Yeah. This might be Roman Reigns' best promo ever.
0: I was big on him and John Cena's War of Words that they had when they went to go have their match. This was better. I'm saying I was a fan of that. Okay. This was incredible. Yeah.
1: So. No. His best promo was when he came back. No. This is still better. Really? Yes. Yes, because you still had segments of the crowd that were booing him for being back.
0: Because they knew what they
1: were going to do. They were going to push him right to the top. This had no crowd interaction. They had nobody sitting there. And the same thing with the John, John Cena segment at the end. You didn't have a guy in a Cena hat and a Cena shirt saying, Cena, you suck, that you can hear on a, on a microphone. Yeah. No, you're just getting these guys in the ring talking. When you're they... getting
0: John Cena and Wyndham Rotunda.
1: Correct. Correct. Exactly. 100%. You're getting John Hawaii sitting there with Michael Cole talking about the last 12 months of his career. Yeah. And how he's built from one WrestleMania all the way to this one. And how everything in between has made him who he is today. Yeah. He's the guy who headlines every event at every house show. No matter if it's in Sioux Falls, Indiana. Or if it's in... um. Poughkeepsie, New York, or if it's in Providence, Rhode Island, or in Lowell, Massachusetts for an Evolve show, whatever show they need him to headline, he's willing to headline it. He'll be there. Exactly. He's a company guy. He's willing to do everything for we the We talk company. about
0: franchise guys when we talk about sports. He is a wrest- He's a WWE franchise player. He's a franchise player. Period. Yeah. Um. Next was a phenomenal match. Brian Cesaro.
1: When you're training wrestlers... Yeah, watch him. Let him just watch this match. Yeah, just let him watch this match.
0: This is a wrestling match. Yes, it is. And the best
1: Daniel part O'Brien about Bryan this... has
0: put on two back-to-back wrestling matches. Yeah,
1: and the best part about this whole wrestling match is Brian and um, who did he just beat? Uh, Gulak. Gulak. Gulak was in Brian's corner. Tandem. Yeah, and Brian was giving him props in the back, saying, "Hey, listen, you were reversing everything I was doing." You, had, you, you always were a step ahead of me in that match. Yeah. I really would like to work with you. I would like to make me a better wrestler. Help me be a better wrestler. And it was funny, too, because they were coming out to Flight of the Valkyrie. And you know he always comes out and he does the yes thing. Yeah. But there's no crowd. So Brian stops like in the middle of it. And Gulak's coming up behind him. He's like, no, you got to keep going with it. And he's doing all the yes stuff. Yeah. So good. Yeah. There's a point in the match where Brian's up against the ropes after he just took a move from Cesaro, and Gulak's like whispering to him, "Hey, this is what you should do." So good, so
0: good. That's almost the, like he's calling the match, but he's just giving the the tips and the yes, pointers, like, "Hey, I, I, this just happened to you, so this is how you should reverse
1: it, or this is how if he comes at you with this, this is how you should flip it." If this gets if this gets us to a Daniel Bryan Intercontinental Championship feud with Sami Zayn, oh my god. Yeah. So good, and I'm telling you right now, this is Brian pulling all the strings in the back. Without this a doubt. is Brian saying, "Hey, don't keep the, the, the belt on Strowman. He is not made for that belt. Braun Strowman is a monster among men. Braun Strowman should be going after all the big, the big, the big guys. Okay, he shouldn't be fighting for the Intercontinental Championship. The yeah. Intercontinental Championship is the workhorse belt. Yeah, you have a workhorse guy you haven't been using for the last. Two years, yeah. And Sami Zayn, you've got Cesaro, you've got Shinsuke Nakamura, you've got Drew Gulak, you've got me, Daniel Bryan, you've got yeah. Jeff Hardy, you've got all you these. You have, guys. um, even Corbin. Yes, you have all these guys that you can use this belt for. Yeah, use it, make a workhorse division with it, and that's that's really what it looks like they're doing right now. That's I hope. Really, so. what it looks like they're doing because I think they're building towards this. This duo of Gulak and Brian versus this trifecta of Cesaro, Nakamura, and Sami Zayn.
0: Yeah. You know, if they if they needed a third member, you know who I see they would add? Oh. Curtis Axel.
1: They could. They could, but then you, you still have Bo Dallas, and you got to do something with him.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen Bo Dallas in a long while. No, long. no. <clears throat> anyway, next match, Hardy Corbin, the return of Jeff Hardy.
1: Very good match.
0: Yeah, and a, uh, a new... Uh, a new name to his finisher. Yes, the the twist of fury. Fury. Now, I was watching it, and Dave didn't catch this when he first watched it, but I saw that it wasn't exactly a twist of fate, because when they do the kick into the twist of fate, it almost like he rotates into a cutter. I saw this as he rotated into a swinging neck breaker.
1: Yes, but I almost feel that, Corbin, that Corbin over-rotated. over-rotated. so
0: we'll see next week if he hits another one. Yes. If they rotate all the way into making a, a swinging neck uh, swinging neck breaker, that's how they've changed the move. <clears throat> if they fall flat like it's a cutter, they just change the name. Yes. It's one of two things. They've changed the name or they changed the move. Yes.
1: And this is the right thing to do too. You're bringing him back on TV, you have him go over right away. And they have him no face paint.
0: Yep. He's the Jeff. only there was one issue with his appearance. What's that? They put the wrong theme song. Uh, they gave him the Hardy Boys theme. He needs no more words back. But the thing
1: is, is no more words is available to WWE. So, WWE has the rights to no more words. So I don't feel like, be, I feel don't like don't they be sur- might be. They
0: might wait until they have a crowd don't to do it. Because exactly. that's when the pop will happen. Don't be surprised if he gets
1: no more words back. Don't yeah. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all.
0: But yeah, the reason that Hardy went over here is because Elias just started playing a song. And distru- on, yeah. And... Oh my God, the the tandem between Michael Cole and Triple H tonight tonight was, was great. So good. My uh, Triple H grabbed a camera. Yeah, at one he point. says we're short staffed. We got to do everything. We got to do more than just one job like you have for the last thirty years, working such a heel commentator. Yes,
1: and the best part about it is, what um, I mean, like we said, Jeff Hardy went over in this, um, the Mojo Raleigh segment.
0: Yeah. Mojo's like pushing on and Get shaking off. Michael Goal. Cole and hyping Hyped him up, up and his, everything. His
1: his headset's falling off. And Michael Cole's like fixing it and yeah. then Triple H starts shaking. And Michael Hunter Cole. does it too. It's so good. It's so good. The only thing is, it's a little odd. Is that Mojo Rawley is a Raw superstar and he was on SmackDown. Yeah, hyping up a guy who's going to be showing up on SmackDown. Again, I. I never minded the wild card rule. I have never minded it. Yeah. Okay. But they're I, not really using a ton with Mojo right now. No. But the thing is, is it would make sense if you're just going to move Mojo over so this way he's with his buddy. That yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah. That's a, that's a way to use the wild card rule because when was the last time you saw Mojo on Raw? It's been a long time. And I know. It's that, been like three weeks. And the thing is, the twenty four seven championship isn't a Raw title. No, it's a wild card it's title. A wild card title. So that doesn't mean that he can't still try to correct the mistake that he had. Confirmed, with Moss.
0: confirmed. Rob Gronkowski is your next twenty four seven champion, and he holds that belt for six months <laughs> because <laughs> bull- no one will pin Gronk. Just
1: bulldozing everybody. No one will Show- pin. Just to shoulder tackling.
0: He's gonna pass interference. He loses
1: the mo- he loses the title at SummerSlam to Tom Brady in Boston.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he loses. In a, in a, he in a, in loses a, in Boston to Tennessee Titan. Tom Brady. No, no, no.
1: If he loses it to anybody, any Boston sports, sports personality who's willing to go there and just grab a buck to say that he pinned somebody for Tom Brady? Nope. Brian Scalabrini. Yeah. Okay. It'll be Brian Scal. He'll be yeah. at the TD Garden cuz of the Celtics and stuff like if that. If Gronk,
0: if Gronk is at uh so SummerSlam, <clears throat> Julian Edelman will be there. Danny Amendola will be there. Oh yeah. The entire team will be there. Yeah. Like, you know how they have the teams, like when they have major pay-per-views or major shows, they show the team, Patriots will be there if Gronk's on it.
1: Most likely. Most likely.
0: Yeah. Uh, Camille uh, Caustic will be there. Yep. Um, Main event segment. Let's just get Ah, right to it.
1: Man. That's all we have to say about this, because this... Just go and listen to it. Just go and listen to it, because basically, this was... As we
0: said earlier, this was Wyndham Rotunda... And John Cena. This was a shoot promo. 100%. Shoot. And the guys in the back and Triple H on commentary have the faith in these two guys to put on a, an absolutely
1: star-studded promo. And that's what exactly what happened. John Cena was talking about how his entire career, everybody's blaming him for this guy losing or this guy losing. And he's like, potential's like the one thing that's more dangerous than anything else in the world. Do you think I got myself down when I lost... to? CM Punk and saw him walk out with the championship You think I got down when Undertaker Squashed me in five minutes at a Wrestlemania You I think I, think I, I lost didn't even have when a match. Rock beat me when the Rock In our first a, match a, a, in WrestleMania. Like he's talking about all this stuff And then oh my god Bray Wyatt hits him right back He goes no you're an addict For the spotlight Second time we've heard it this, uh, in the last two mm-hmm. weeks About being addicted to stuff They talked about Edge being addicted to the buzz of the crowd And now uh, Wyatt Rotunda Is basically saying you're an addict. You're an addict for the spotlight. If someone else is taking your spotlight. You you have have to come back. You have to come back and you have to take it back from them. I was waiting. Dude, I was waiting so hard for Rotunda to drop Wade Barrett in Nexus. Yeah. I was waiting for him to say it. I was was dying for him to say it. And he didn't say it. And I was like, oh, it would have been perfect. That would have been the perfect time to just throw it in there and be like, you squashed two other wrestlers. When you wouldn't lose at SummerSlam.
0: Yeah. You squashed Wade Barrett.
1: Yep. And I believe it was David Otungo was the other guy who was in the match yeah. at that time. It doesn't matter. It, Wade Barrett was the guy who should have gotten the push coming out of that. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's like he was saying, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have delved into the demons I had. The and, fiend and would I never have been born. Yes. But you have a fiend. And that fiend is the spotlight. I yeah. Oh, it was so good. That may have been the best promo Of any wrestling organization over the last twelve months, go back and watch any promo. Yeah, that made that those two right there. Yeah, because as much as I like the Balor Gargano one, and as much as I like some of the stuff AEW has done with, um, Moxley and Jericho and all the flipping of the birds and all this stuff. Yeah, thing is, was you had these two guys in the ring with face no crowd, no crowd. Overriding anybody, and you didn't have the fiend Bray Wyatt. Yeah, you, you had, had man Bray man Wyatt, Wyndham Wyatt, Rotunda.
0: Yeah, Ooh, yeah, so good. Go watch it. If we have anything that we suggest that you go see, go if you haven't caught it, go watch that promo. Yes, 205,
1: 205 live. live, man. The one disappointing thing is, is the crowd would have exploded for this match. Yeah, this match was 25 minutes of unreal. Athleticism, oh my
0: god! Wrestling, In-ri- storytelling. I,
1: I keep bringing up the terminology in ring psychology. I've done it a couple of times over the last few yeah. episodes, dude. The gentleman Jack Gallagher's next issue is not going to be with the NXT guys. No, no, it's it's going to be with Tony Nese yeah, and Mike Canellis. yeah, because. Tony Nese and Mike Canellis kept tagging each other in like a tag team because they've been working like a tag team. And Gallagher kept putting his hand out. So at one point, Nese got close to the ropes and Gallagher slapped him on the back and tagged himself in. So then later on in the match, Nese did the same thing. Then Nese and him got face-to-face and then Nese ended up getting rolled up. Uh, did he get rolled up? I forget if he got rolled up. All I know is that Nese ended up taking a pinfall. After Nese took the pinfall, K- Canellis came in Kanellis got into it with Gallagher. After Nice pulled Gallagher off the uh, apron, Gallagher took Nice out with a headbutt. Then Kanellis went outside the ring like, what are you doing? And he ate a headbutt, and then he got knocked out of the match.
0: Did he get counted out?
1: Yeah. No, no, he didn't get counted out. He got rolled up. Okay. One, two, three. He got he got uh, pinned.
0: We've jumped way ahead. Who was the fifth member of TNA- Team NXT? We uh, completely
1: skipped over this guy. Yes. Kushida. I, I like it. It's just a little odd because the way the commentary team's talking about Kushida is like they've been talking him up this whole time. Like, that, like he's been this big free agency pickup that WWE's been utilizing correctly. No. They haven't been utilizing him correctly. He's utilizing him correctly right now. But you have to remember, four weeks ago, he was being thrown into a barrel by the Undisputed Era. Yeah. And then having a match against Adam Cole in which he lost. Looked good in the match he lost Yeah Now he's kind of A little bit on a tear It almost seems like They're trying to prime him For something Whatever that may be Could it be a match Against Devlin Maybe Could be a push in NXT Maybe Could yeah. be a call up To the To Raw or Smackdown I Maybe. hope not
0: Yeah Yeah I don't want Let that. him
1: stay where he is He's fine there Um, th- They're still trying to Figure out his character But the best part about this Is Team NXT wins this Yeah They win this With two members left and then, Swerve, then, and, and, and Kushida. Kushida. And then those two members... Have a face-off. Have a face-off, and you know that they're going to be starting to have this kind of friendly competition, this friendly feud. It's going to be the same
0: thing that we had Joaquin Phoenix and Raul Mendoza, Mendoza, where it's a multiple matches just trying to one-up each other.
1: Yes. Yes. With a face face dynamic, yeah. Yeah. Um, But this match, again, was really good. There was a section in this match where... Oni Larkin and Mike Canellis basically chopped each other's chests raw. Yeah. And the echo of those chops in that empty arena, oh my God, echoed. Just, you could hear the, as they were connecting with the next chop, the echo was still reverberating around the entire empty arena. Yeah. So good.
0: Yeah. So good. Now imagine they had Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre chopping in an empty arena. Oh, it well, might be happening we Monday. We might have that. Might Monday. happen Monday. Might yeah. happen
1: Monday because they're gonna they're gonna do uh, Monday Night Raw at the uh, Performance Center. Yeah. So, um, before we sign off, um, I am going to shout out my boy Brian. Um, we said that at the end of the episodes we'd be bringing up questions, comments, concerns that people bring up. On the last episode, we talked about how Luke Harper should have came out with Jake the Snake Roberts. And you and I were all up and, oh, that's a great idea, you know, thinking about it. Brian mentioned to me, he goes, no, that would have been a terrible idea. And he gave me a full breakdown about this. So the person that came out with Jake Roberts was Lance Archer, Lance Archer. He goes, having Lance Archer come out with Jake Roberts actually gives Lance Archer credibility to people who don't know him because he's with a established heel. Yeah. Okay. Matt Hardy needs to be the leader of the Doc order is what he says. Yeah. Not Luke Hopper. Yeah. What Luke Hopper needs to be is that silent partner that eventually comes out to assist John Moxley. Yeah. So okay, what's up yeah. happening is there's your WWE connection of Luke Hopper, who will now probably go back to his uh um he wasn't called Bruiser Brody, he was called something else. Uh, I'll look it up he he ha- it was something along the lines of like Bruiser Brody because he had the same look as Bruiser Brody did back in the day um but that's the WWE connection where moxley and Hopper's characters will work together against the inner circle or against the uh the Brody Lee Brody Lee the dark triangle you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They'll be the ones who can work together against that. And eventually one of them will turn on the other one because that's just what's gonna happen. Yeah. But you're gonna get these two kind of lone wolves working together. Is my synopsis of what Brian was talking about. But yes, having Brody Lee and John Moxley work together is a brilliant suggestion. And again, this suggestion did not come from me. This came from one of our listeners, Brian Cavallo. So Yeah, definitely. Again, big shout out to him. Yes. For and, that. and this is what we want to do at the end of every, every episode for you guys. Anybody who shouts out to us with qu- questions, comments, concerns, hit us up on our social medias. Let us know what you feel about something that we said in there. Give us your opinions because we're going to share them to yeah, everybody we'll else. share them at
0: the end of the episode if they don't link in to the actual show. But if it's something they mention about the upcoming show, yeah. or an opinion that has to do with someone that's on that show or a wrestler, or whatever, yeah. we'll mention it then. Yep. But if not, we'll put everything at the end of the get uh, together at the end of the show um, to kind of give credit where credit is due. Yep. Um, but other than that, I think that basically finishes this episode off. Obviously, go follow us over on social media, Facebook and Instagram at the Double Doink Network, or it's at Double Doink Network um twitter i'm gonna start trying to get a little bit going i say that a lot but we'll see Mm -hmm. um i'm not a big twitter um twitter
1: user never really tweeted yeah i'm gonna have to start trying though
0: yeah but other than that i think that basically finishes episode off my name is uh oh well this has been a double doink network production i have been josh i have been dave and we got two words for you doinks out doinks out